McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wackduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. Sheesh. Alright, man. Are you, you ready? Am I ready? Moment you guys been waiting for. Let's go. Am I recording? Let's get it. What's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome back to the Vehicle Mobiles Podcast. I want to introduce you to one of my very good friends, entrepreneur, fellow podcaster, biggest hype man that you will ever fucking know, Mr. Brian Lends Money, Mr. Energy. Brian fucking Landeros. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Mario, what's going on, my brother? I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on here. What do you mean, bro? I was stuck from the moment you told me that you that you wanted me on, and then you told me, hey, bro, like, we just got a heat wave, and my AC just went down. <laughs> it did. It did, honestly. It fucking and I was like, bro, I was so ready for the podcast, bro. Like, when they tell me it's podcast time, like... I go into a zone where I'm just like, okay, you're, like, you're fucking ready for this just shit. Just like yeah. artists, like honestly, and this is how I look at it, like just like artists go into their zone when they're about to go out and perform. Like on the way here, I was telling Mikey, like he's like, hey, let me play a song. I'm like, no, bro, we're playing this music because this music gets me in my mental zone. And uh, more than anything, bro, I'm super stoked to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, let's get to it, bro. I'm excited. No, honestly, bro, honestly, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making the time to be here of course because you have such a full plate on you and not only do i want to thank you for being here i want to thank you so the point for this podcast the the, the point for the beginning of the the first few episodes of this podcast right. is i want to give the people the flowers that fucked me since the beginning 100 bro you are one of the first people that messed with me way before vivek one with us was even a thought in my fucking head right You know, yeah, a little background uh, with me and Brian is that you came on with me. You you messed with me when I had my uh, Superfood Cafe. Yes, sir. Vitality Bowl. Hey, shout out Vitality Bowl. Shouts out, bro. I'm going to let you know real quick. And I'm going to cut you off. I'm so mm. sorry. But uh, shout out Vitality Bowls. Like, honestly, like, I, it's a pleasure for me to be here nonetheless. And, uh, dude, Vitality Bowls is where it started all that. It so is, I'm like, yeah. bro, like, this is huge to be here, bro, for me. It's an honor. And and that's where it all started because uh, Vitality Bowls is where the 33-day challenge started. Energy kind of started, right? Was, I think uh, 33 days was the first thing that kind of put energy on the map. Yeah. And it, I'm grateful for that because it, like, really took off. But it was, like, you know, the one thing that really solidified, like, oh, yeah, we're here. But honestly, thank you. And I want you to know that I'm really grateful for you taking the time out of your busy schedule. You know, the the people that know Brian, he wears a lot of different fucking hats. Uh, he's a dad. He's an, like I said, like he's an entrepreneur. He's a podcaster. You're in mortgage. Dude, it's like you have your hands fucking full. <laughs> and it, and it's, 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 it's crazy. But thank you so much for that because I know it takes a lot for that. And Michelle, 
low-key thank you for lending me brian for a little bit shit (laughs) she's already mad that you're not home (laughs) (laughs) but you're a dad you're a a dad of santi you're a dad of thor you're you're a devoted you're devoted boyfriend devoted hubby you know (laughs) (laughs) i I, I don't want to bring it up bro (laughs) but if that ring is coming soon bro (laughs) hey bro we don't know but hey stay tuned there there will be hints (laughs) yeah so so like i said like here on this podcast we're all about giving people their flowers and you're one of the first people that not only mess with me as vive con huevos as a brand you mess with me as a person before vive con huevos of course bro and i'm gonna be honest with you like uh you know just like you like giving the flowers i give them right back um i won't say the whole story because i feel we'll get into it but uh i will give you props bro that you stuck with it and you're doing it because there's been so many people that come up to me and say, hey, Brian, I want to do this. Hey, I really want to do this. And I'm all for it. Like, I really, I'll help anybody that's willing to put the work in. But that's where, like, I really see how about it you are, right? Like, if you're going to really take the initiative to go out and do it yourself, get it started on your own, figure it out when you don't know how to figure it out. It's great, yeah. That's when I'm like, you know what? I believe in what you're doing because not only are you willing to do it on your own, like you're, you're not in afraid. The work. Yeah, you're not afraid to put in the work. So, bro, big props to you because look at I here, look where we're at now. We're on your platform. No, I appreciate that, and and you, yeah, I appreciate that, bro. I nah, appreciate bro, that. So flowers right back at you, bro. Trust <laughs> I appreciate me. I know that. how that is. Yeah, and and you gave me that platform too. Honestly, when when I was on your uh on your podcast, bro, I was nervous. As fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, like you tell anybody in my friend group that watched that 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 interview i was so fucking nervous i couldn't stop moving in the chair it was my first podcast my first podcast ever i was so nervous i didn't know what to say what to do i I, yo thank you honestly from the bottom of my heart thank you of course yeah but how are you doing man cheers to that bro cheers to that so how am i bro i think um honestly i'm good bro and you know usually people leave it like oh i'm good but like i'm good in a way that it's like you know like i feel good about what i'm doing where i'm going and the people that i have around me right and that's the biggest thing that for me right now i feel like i'm in a space where i have the support group where it allows me to do whatever i want in the creative space in the business space and in the family space right and that's what i realized that you know is the most important thing finding the balance between my basically like three biggest things my business my son and then my podcast brand, right? So I honestly, I'm, I'm very grateful for where I'm at, where I've gone, what I've gone through, and everything that I'm still yet to accomplish because it's always a roller coaster and there's always ups and downs. There's, 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 there's highs, there's lows, there's you know plateaus. But overall, I wouldn't change any trajectory of how everything has happened and unfolded for me from you know having my son, um, building my business. Yeah. Um, Your platform, my everything. My platform for the energy and... It, it, it sounds like I may be doing a lot, but within myself, it's a gift and a curse that I feel like I'm not doing enough. And you're doing a lot and you're doing a lot. And like I said, my flowers to you because it, it's hard. It's hard to to juggle so much right, right, right. and actually accomplish what you're actually doing. Yes. You know, with energy and your mortgage and your family. And people don't see the all the BTS behind all that. Not at all. And that's, you know, that's where I give it the most to my support group because there's times where it's tough, bro. I mean, I'm over here juggling like three different hats, being a dad, being a business owner, then still trying to like do the energy. Um, but, you know, 
I give it up to the people that surround me, bro. Like the energy that I put out is the energy that they give me right back. So if it wasn't because of like my mom, my sister, my lady, my son, everybody at work, Mikey, uh, you know, Memo, Blake, everybody, bro, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And I, I honestly give it up to the people that give me the support because if it wasn't from them, I wouldn't be where I'm at, bro. 100%. And, and that's that's 100% important. We wouldn't be where we are, where we are at without the people that see the vision and support the vision. 100%. Like we were talking about earlier, we were talking about the people that like fuck with us and fuck yeah. with our brand. And and it's, it's, it's hard to find those people that actually fuck with you. Yep. And actually stick with you and support you because as people in this pla- kind of kind of platform that we are in, it's hard to manifest the people that are trying to put you on. A hundred percent. So w- what's crazy about what you just said, it's hard to manifest the people that are going to take you to the next level. A hundred percent because I realized at a young age that you, you manifest the fears you have in your head, right? 100. So as long as you're over here thinking like, damn, like I'm not going to get there because of that. You're going to attract that right away. Why? Because it's the biggest point that's in your head and that's all you're focused on, right? As crazy as it sounds, like you almost at the time that you say the opposite and say like, hey, I'm going to get this. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. You may not believe it at the beginning because you're just like, I'm trying to manifest, right? I'm saying the same thing over and over again, hoping that it fucking becomes physical. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. But, But what I'm saying is that you almost have to get to the point where you brainwash yourself. And you like, you, and like, you really and people do have don't to. understand that concept because it's like there's confidence and there's cockiness, yeah. and I feel like confidence comes a lot from knowing that it's gonna happen just because you have faith in it happening, and then you take action behind the faith that you're hoping for. And everybody that messes with you and your brand sees that a hundred percent because people can see when you're being fake and when you're just doing it for the clout, and when you're just doing it because you genuinely love what you're doing. And genuinely feel that you're providing us not even a service, but like just value, bro. Just value and, for the and people. And it goes yeah. to the point where we spoke about earlier that you know, you know, right off the bat when people do it for the exposure, or they do it for the message, right? And that's the biggest thing that I've came to learn that there's so many people out there that just want the likes, so many people that just want the followers. But once you get all that, what what, what do you really have? You know, what do you tangibly? able to give to the people that are following you or are your are your viewers or you know fans at that point right um i realized that everything that i say and i speak about comes from experience and stuff that i've already gone through right so if if i'm trying to portray a message or say something it's only coming from stuff that i've already gone through and that's the one thing that i realized that i can't be fake because people will right away know that you're fake and my intentions come from my energy which is my energy that you know i built so it's like you know at the end of the day it's like i just follow my energy bro and it's able to just get me in the right places yeah and and honestly i i hikey mess with your brand and what you've built and and it's hard to get to that point because like you said there's people gonna mess with you just because they want that clout or the people are gonna mess with you because they genuinely mess with your brand and, and what you're trying to push and the people that you're trying to push also you know, because I mean, like like we talked about earlier, there's people that have blown up after your podcast, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, that, you know, if it wasn't not not just because of your platform. If yeah, if, if it I wouldn't <laughs> say if it wasn't for me, but I just feel like the fact that I was able to get them at that pre-stage 
yeah. is great because that means I could get them at the post age, yeah. right? And I love that, you know, the podcast of everybody that I've had on, like, I would love to have them back again. You know why? Because then I could see their growth. And a lot of the people that I have had on, like you just said, they freaking went on and did their thing. Fucking look at you, bro. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's crazy to see that growth because you see them and you're like, bro, I messed with you when you were quote unquote, barely un- going. you're barely yeah. going. And now you're at this level and it's, it's great to see that person persevere exactly right? it, it's great to see especially homies yeah you know because a lot of people that you've had you know in on your podcast when you first started very close relationships yeah. with or already like had an experience history yeah like yeah like like i honestly like i've realized that in this point in life that i'm in and where i'm trying to go i honestly only want to be surrounded by people that have the same mindset the same goals and then have the same effort that they put behind trying to accomplish those goals you're a product of your environment so i like to say like when i used to be a, a kid right i used to go to indoor uh, soccer right there in Salt creek for anybody that's Salt creek. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the point that i'm trying to drive home is that there was times that i was running with the you know top players that were like you know really good and and by default, my level of playing would have to be like rose up because I needed to hang with them, right? But retrospectively, when I played with people that were lower than my skill, I would come down to their level and play at their level, even know that even knowing that my skill was a little bit better. Not saying I'm the best, not at all, but I'm just saying the environment that you're in plays the biggest part in your growth and how you're going to move. Because if you're in a negative environment where people don't believe in themselves, then by default, what the fuck do you think you're going to do? So this is the formula that I've used these past, I don't know, three years to just try to like be a part of my community, right? Yeah. It's called visibility, credibility, profitability, right? VCP. If you're visible in your community, eventually people are going to be like, how do I say? You're eventually going to be credible, right? Meaning that they see you, they believe in you. And by default, once you're credible, then people are going to want to transact with you, buy from you, do business with you because now you've got the visibility, you got the credibility. So therefore now they can actually trust you with a bigger scale product or a bigger like relationship. And I, I completely feel that. And honestly, you've done a great job at building your own brand, not only in mortgage and energy as yourself, as your own brand. And like I said, you're one of the biggest hype men for, <laughs> for all your friends, bro. Because like, like I said, like Rossi Rock, Eric, Shout myself. Out. I just believe in people. That's like my gift and curse. Like when I believe in someone, and we spoke about that earlier. When I believe in someone, like I already see what they're able to do. I already see what they're capable of. And I want to do everything in my power to help you achieve that. Because at one point, I didn't know what my purpose was, bro. And thankfully, I had a mentor. He's still he's now my partner in business. Shouts out Will Flores. Shouts out Mortgage Heroes. Um, that's exactly what he did for me. He opened my eyes and let me know that, hey, I'm capable of doing a lot more. You're just downplaying yourself. And that's exactly the message and, you know, the vision that I have when I believe in someone, bro, like it sucks to say that I'm going to be very tough on you and I'm going to believe in you and I'm going to tell it to you like how it is. Because sugarcoating and telling things to you like in a way that you want to like beat around the bush doesn't help you. It actually fucking hinders your growth. But you said you said something that's very key. As a homie, I don't want someone to sugarcoat shit for me. I don't want yes men around me. No, Fuck I me. want someone that's gonna tell fucking tell me, Mario, or in your case Brian, you're doing this shit wrong. 
I want to know more about this and this, Thank such you. and the other. And honestly, we're, we live in a culture where we listen to that type of shit and we take it very wrong. I think people don't know how to understand people's communication. So therefore, right now, everybody gets offended because they don't know how to intake criticism or just feedback, not even criticism, just feedback, right? One of the things that are like, I like literally like I tell people is like, I need you to tell me how it is straight and not even bullshit. Like, just tell it to me. If it's if it's in a bad way, just let me let me let me know, because the moment that you start sugarcoating, I'm going to eat you up alive because I don't like if you're firm on your response, I'm going to take it. But if you leave any room for no confidence in what you're saying, I'm going to bite back at that and I'm going to challenge you. But when it comes from people that care about you and they're honest about it and they're really truthful about it that's when I'm like, you know what? I'll fucking put my pride aside and listen to what they got to say. Is it hard listening to feedback that you don't want to hear? Because, bro, I believe that we all think in our heads we're always right. Am I right? 100% because, like, when I when I listen to feedback... I get mad, in the, in the, No, At in the beginning, beginning, yeah, in the beginning, I, I, I feel bad. I'm and like, I'm like, fuck this film. Well, I'm going to yeah. be rhythm right back. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? But at the end of the day... These are your listeners. These are the people that you're 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 connecting to. Exactly. And if if they're feeling some a certain type of way, this is the type of feedback that they want to fucking hear. So if you're not providing that, then what the fuck are you actually providing? And at the same point, like once you have a platform and people are actually tuning in to listen to the, you know, the context and the content that you're trying to like deliver, a lot of people will realize when you actually care about them or just care about your personal brand and what you're trying to do for yourself. And one of the things that I realized in doing business is that all the business relationships that I've made, the ones that have flourished and grown to be profitable without even focusing on the money, have sprouted because of the fact that we care about each other's goals and where we want to go in life, right? So once I... once you look at it from a perspective of caring about somebody's goals and lives, then you don't really care about how much money you can make with them or they can make for you. So by default, you take away the money, you focus on the purpose, and then the money just comes by itself. So so let's take it back a little bit. So this is... This Ooh, okay. Is, so this, oh, bro, yeah, we're we're, we're going to take it back. We're going to take it back, and we're going to take it back to high school, bro. Ooh. We're going we're gonna to take it back to okay, where... Okay, okay. I like that. Yeah, I like that. We're, like we're, we're going to take it back to your senior year. But I have to go to the bathroom. All right. Dale, wey. We're going to take it back a little bit. We're going to take it back to high school where Brian Lanetos wasn't Brian Kenlan Money. No, no, no. And wasn't energy. <laughs> nope. I was definitely not the energy back then. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to take it back a bit because the point of this podcast is knowing the person behind the brand. Right, 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 right. What was Brian's mindset senior year in high school? What were your goals and what were you trying to do? Cool. Okay. So hmm. in high school, I was never the smartest kid. Uh, I hardly even showed up to school. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm honest about it because like for me, school never interested me. No, no. And and it's cool that you're you're super, you're super honest about that because at the point that we are right now. Oh, shit. It's cool. No, no, no. And at the point that we are right now, it's, it's one of those things where you can make something out of yourself without a college degree 100 percent more now than ever so 
what was your goal in life when you graduated? So senior year, I remember I was getting ready to go to college. And uh, the reason why I wanted to go to college was because I wanted to go into agricultural business, right? Um, My dad was always a big influence in me. And he always told me like, hey, if you want to succeed in life, you have to start a whole bunch of businesses. Yeah, Start one, master it, let it go on its own, let it start building itself up. And then eventually it's going to run itself. In high school, I wanted to join agricultural business. So I went to San Luis Obispo, Cal Poly Slow, and I was there for one short year. I saw what it was to be into agricultural business, what it took and what it really entailed of. And I said, fuck, no, I'm not working with poultry, animals, <laughs> and manure. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that- You that, were out there in Modesto, bro. bro like, you I was were out in the North central County, coast of bro. California trying <laughs> to become a farmer, bro. That, bro. <laughs> but what I did learn was that, okay, cool. Yeah. This wasn't for me, right? Unfortunately, I went up there. And <laughs> while I was up there, bro, believe it or not, in high school, I wasn't the hype man that you think I was. I wasn't as n- no fucks given as I am now, right? All this energy, like none of that really, it was me, but I don't think I really had embodied it yet, okay. right? And I was always very self-conscious about the things that I did and how I moved. So by default, yeah, I could get into everything and do everything, but I would always in my head be like, you know, running some shit, right? It wasn't until way 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 after college and high school that i kind of built this mentality and i built this mindset and i started being ambitious and found the energy (laughs) so by default bro like it was it was it was years of me just trying to figure it out bro was there tough times i lost my dad in 2015 okay right 2014 i lost my best friend so those losses were the biggest shapes like shapes like how to say it the biggest like shapers in my life right when my best friend died i didn't believe it and it like literally fucked me up three months later my dad passed away so then i had two tough losses like literally within less than six months bro right i didn't mourn i didn't cry i saw my mom be depressed i saw my family be like lost but i didn't cry and i didn't mourn right I went back to work. I did my life. I said, fuck it. Like, you know, I was never really that close with my dad. So, fuck. Like, it didn't read that. But was I sad? Yes. The point that I'm trying to drive is that eventually, subconsciously, that morning started bleeding out of me. So, I started being rude with my family. I started getting belligerently drunk. I started just doing things that weren't me. And and, and it was the coping. And yeah. it was the exit. It was me trying to fucking, like, just cope with the fact that I just had two big fucking losses. It wasn't until one day, one of my sister's friends, I remember, told me, he's like, uh, hey, uh, I, I see that you're working at Denny's. I was a server at the time. I was working at Denny's here at the one in East Lake, Chula Vista. And he's like right there in Ocho Ranch. And um, he tells me, he comes up to me, he's like, hey, uh, um, do you like money? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Bro, I, I, I was probably, what, like 19, <laughs> 20 maybe at the time. It's like, look at him like, stupid fucking, who doesn't what like money? Fuck yeah, what the fuck do you do? Fuck, everybody loves fucking he money. He told me, he's <laughs> like, all right. I have an opportunity for you, and uh, you could come and check it out. Um, I really think you'd be a great fit. Um, you could come and shadow me, see if what I do is something that you'd like to get into. I said, okay. And then I remember he called me this one time. He's like, hey, like you down to meet up? I'm over here in La Mesa. So I meet up with him in La Mesa on like fucking like Helix, Mount, Mount Helix and shit. So I'm like, where the fuck am I going? So 
I get to to that spot, and then uh, I get in his car. I see where he's parked. Then he shows me a check. Okay. Right? He shows me a check. He's like, "Hey, check this out. It was like twenty one, twenty four hundred for a week's worth of work." He's like, "Hey, this is what I made this week," and I was like, "Oh shit, twenty four hundred bucks in a week." Keep in mind, I'm keep in mind, I'm making three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars a check, like <laughs> every. every that, no, but at that at age, that age, bro, yeah, that's no, a no, fucking it, lot it, of it's money, right? Bank. So my eyes yeah, are like, no, oh shit, bank, yeah. what the fuck do you do? He's like, hey, follow me. So I go out, I, I follow him. We get out of the car. He starts knocking doors, bro. He starts knocking doors. He goes to a fucking door and knocks it. And then I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> he then pitches them like, hey, uh, my name is Alex, this, this, and that. We're looking for three more model houses. We got this, 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 and that. So he's selling them fucking home automation and solar, bro. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So then we go to a few doors. I see what he does. And I'm like, yeah, this is what we do. He's like, do you see yourself doing this? And I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. the money's fucking yeah, good yeah the money's fuck, good yeah. that, that's what fucking yeah. interests me I was like well <laughs> shit if the money's this is, good yeah. then shit I am interested right yeah, Right. whatever so I got done doing that I went and clocked into Denny's and I was like alright whatever what an experience a few months later he then he's like hey bro I just got my own company like I finally figured it out hey like if you're down to join like come with me at that point in my life I was over Denny's and every time I, I give Denny's props because Denny's literally taught me how to talk to people, how to deal with shit, and how to Customer manage service. fucking stress. Yeah. Because I'm in a fucking like one-star restaurant and everybody wants fucking five-star service. Come on now. So fast forward a year later, he then calls me again. He's like, hey, bro, I fucking had my shit going. This is never room with last man. Like it's, you know, I told you I was gonna get my car, whatever. So I take him on, bro. I take a leap of faith. I remember he's like, bro, you showed me that you can make that much in a fucking week. Fuck it, I'll do it. I quit Denny's, bro. Full-on fucking cold turkey. I just quit. I say, fuck it. At that time, we were living at my uncle's house. We had a huge family fucking discussion. I go back to to home. We're getting kicked out. <laughs> Holy shit. I just quit my job. And it's hard to fathom Holy all that. shit, yeah, right? There's a so lot of I'm things going like, on, yeah. A lot of moving pieces going forward and then whatever. So I go meet. This is where I got introduced to commission work. Only commission, no hourly. I signed by accident that I only wanted commission. Read what you fucking signed before you sign it. <laughs> so I, I agreed to doing all commission because I was just excited. And the person that brought me in just basically sold me on the fucking dream. And it was like, oh, yeah, you're going to make all this money. Like, did you see the check that I make? I never knew that he was on commission. And then let alone, I didn't even know that they took taxes away from you or did yeah, all this stuff. So what yeah. I saw wasn't what really what it was. So that all happened. And um, cool. So I took a leap of faith. Uh, I started door knocking in 2017. Um, I started knocking doors, selling security for Vivint, and then after that for Slowman's, which is a company out in the East Coast that tried to make its way over here to the West Coast. Whatever. So I learned the mass, the art of door knocking, right? I fucking kill it, yeah. right? I kill it. I do really good. And then I realized sales. Sales, bro. Sales is where it's at. And the way that I realized that I knew that for the rest of my life, I'd be doing something selling I went to East Lake, and for those of you that know where the gates are at or the woods, you know that it's a very high-end area, right? I knocked on a door. There was a Porsche, like a badass Porsche on the driveway, right? I knock on the door. The guy comes out, and he tells me, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you even say anything, I ain't buying shit. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, but I will tell you 
that if you keep following the path of sales, no matter what it is, and you stick to sales, you're going to have whatever you want. And door-to-door sales is is really hard. It's so hard, but honestly, it teaches you everything. So, okay, so you're at that point. Where did you go after that? So after that, uh, we pivoted, right? And we started doing, uh, well, I, le- I know how to door knock, right? Yeah. Right. I know how to sell to people in front of them. I know how to like, you know, You're, you're more comfortable around people. I already kind of figured it out, yeah, right? And, after yeah. sales for the security company didn't go as good as we thought it was, the company kind of shut down all operations. Okay. So we're like, fuck, now we're out of, out of, job, out of a job again. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a connection with people that did home remodels and uh, contract work. So we're like, we already know how to go knock doors. Um, let's go wholesale contract jobs for properties. So we went all over the, I don't know if you know where Bella Lago is here yeah. in uh, Eastlake, yeah. the nice area uh, passing Rolling Hills. I go knock all those doors, bro. Looking, nice concrete, nice concrete. Hey, it looks like you have nice concrete. We'd really like to like either seal it, stain it, or you can even do like any other like remodel work around the house. Have you guys ever thought about making any like repairs to your house or like, you know? I get a person that we start doing that. We start wholesaling like contract jobs for like home remodels. So we're doing that for about two, maybe nah, like six months, right? Okay. I'm seeing it, but at the same time, the person that's leading us and being a leader is a whole different subject that we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, the person that was leading us wasn't always leading us, and I don't think he knew that you know that's the way that you need to lead people, right? He was more of a boss, more of a manager, like you know, so. Uh, you know, we, we eventually hit a dead end. We were at a job, and I remember it was in IB, California, and we were at a house stripping paint from a concrete, like, fucking, like, backyard that just got fucked up. And I remember at that moment, I had already uh, connected with uh, William Flores, which is, you know, Mortgage Hero's uh, owner. Um, and I was listening to a whole bunch of podcasts that he had told me, hey, go listen to this, hey, go listen to that. And I started listening to those, and those podcasts really, really started fucking with my mindset and the way that I was thinking about stuff to the point that I was telling this fool, like, hey, yo, why aren't we doing this type of stuff? Why aren't we doing this type of work? Why can't we fucking move like and this? things started clicking He their told head, me, yeah. he's like, hey, stop listening to that, bro, while you're on the job. <laughs> bro, I kid you not. I looked at him. I dropped everything that I was doing. Red I said, flag. fuck you, bro. I'm done working for you. Like, I may not have shit right now. But I don't want to be in this environment anymore. So fuck you. Finish this stop on your own. I don't care whatever the fuck you're paying me. I walked off. I left, bro. And it was the best fucking decision I ever made once again. Taking a leap of faith. Leap of faith. There's never been a point in my life that I take a leap of faith and it doesn't work out for me. Am I dead fucking scared and fucking like shitting my pants at the moment that I want to take that leap? Yes. But does everything come full circle after? A hundred percent. And it's just being able to take that step and being okay with what's going to happen after. And it, it's hard taking that leap of faith because you're scared. Like mm-hmm. you just said, you don't know what the outcome is. You don't know what what's going to happen after this. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Am I going to fucking eat shit? But if you don't take it, like you said, you 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 always live with that what if. McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wakduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. 
Badabababa, go. En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. So yeah, exactly. And I came to realize that what ifs don't exist. What ifs is just like, well, what if this happens? But did it happen? No. So I just started thinking in a very positive, like way, and almost to the point where I kind of like was too positive. Yeah. But it was enough for me to kind of like snap out of everything that I was going through, right? By default, did I lose a lot of people that didn't fuck with me anymore because of the way that I was moving, the way that I was now like trying to portray myself and the way that, that I wanted to do? At that point, where, how old were you? So at that point, by that time, I was, what, 2017, 19. I was probably like 20 now, 2021. 20, no. Oh, no, no, no. I was 21, like 22. So, at that, yeah, yeah. so, so it's hard because at that point, everyone at that point is their focus on partying. Yeah, their, yeah, yeah their, exactly. Yeah. 100%. And I'm over here like, damn, we just got kicked out from our house. I have to make sure I could make rent at the new place that we're living in. And then You had I, other priorities. Yeah, everything. 100%. And then, okay, so then I started working with the Mortgage Heroes, right? The way that I started working with Mortgage Heroes was that I quit the whole wholesale business for uh, contracting and remodeling. And then I linked up with a buddy and we said, hey, like, um, he's like, hey, I know you do door to door. I have a commercial cleaning company, so we clean offices overnight. We're we're missing a salesperson. I was like, fuck, I already know how to fucking go knock doors, go to freaking random people, and then just pitch, pitch. So he's like, You know how to sell it. it. Of course, bro. Like, hands down, sales is the best skill that I've ever learned. And if you ever want to just learn sales, like, it'll take you places you've never thought you could go. And and it's really hard, (laughs) especially, yeah. But that's a caveat. It is very difficult. And is very stressful, but if you get it down, trust me, everything becomes obsolete. But anyway, so I was 22, 21, 22, and I just basically said, fuck it, like, let's go in this route. And while everybody's out having a great time spending mommy and poppy's money, um, going to college, <laughs> have some money, you know, like fucking yeah, financial aid, I'm over here trying to fucking make men's eat, right? I'm, I'm over here trying to like, you know, hopefully have enough for rent, you know? And shit, I took a commission job that I didn't even know I had was all commission in. So fast forward after you, you didn't have a base pay or anything. Fuck no, oh, I, fuck. I've been on commission since 2016, bro. Oh shit! Like no, no base pay, no fucking salary. Yeah, like and no that's nothing. hard for for anyone that hasn't done that. It's the hardest shit I've ever had to do in my life, and every, I never fucking wishes upon anybody. But you know what? Like I said, hard fucking shit makes strong people. So by default, now all I knew that once I started working commission jobs. It's all about the effort that you put in. And it's about the attitude that you have. And that's two things that you can control absolutely 100%. Your attitude and your effort. So I just doubled down on having a great attitude and put in maximum effort. That's all I could control, bro. I couldn't control how much money I was making because at the time I wasn't making any money. I couldn't control how people thought about me. All I knew is that I had a whole bunch of fucking attitude to control and all the effort that I was going to put into making this work. And I'm the type of person that once I start something, I need to see it through. Because if I start and quit, I'm a bitch. And I hate feeling like I'm a fucking bitch. Like a failure. So even, yeah. Yeah, even if I don't like, even if I don't want to do it, I have to do it, bro. I already started. Well, at that point, you were so young and you had so much responsibility on your shoulders that you had to. Yeah. You had to. And, and you know. And growing up, I wasn't always as witty. I wasn't always as open. I wasn't always as like, hey, like, yeah, like, this is me. Like, yeah, I was very reserved. I was shy. 
my mom would tell me, hey, go do this. I'm like, I don't want to do it. And she would always tell me, she's like, mijo, el mundo es de los aventados. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, bueno, pues yo no soy aventado. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go and like just drop off that stuff for my sister at her classroom because I'm shy. Do you think that you were sheltered a little bit when you, when you were younger before I all wouldn't that? say that I was sheltered. I just feel like, you know, growing up, thankfully my dad was the bread earner and he took care of everything. So there was never really struggle until like he passed away, right? So I'm a firm believer now that you have to go through tough situations that shape your life up that are eventually going to be blessings in disguise. You might not see them at the moment for what they are, but after time, once they unravel and they unfold, you would realize that you learned from that situation and you grew rather than didn't learn and became miserable. Well, it's one of those things where you have to go through your rock bottom yeah, in order for you to grow. Yeah. And how old were you when you when your dad passed away? So... I think it was 19. 18, 19, I was. Oh, so you, oh shit. <clears throat> no, yeah, nineteen twenty actually, because yeah, there was some unfortunate events when I got back from college. Um, I got into legal trouble when yeah. I got back. I was 19 <laughs> when I first got into my first, like, you know, legal incident. And um, a little bit after that was when he, it all kind of happened. So, yeah, it was around 1920. Fuck, yeah. and, and that's hard because you, I mean, it's a whole ass life with your dad. Yeah. How do you think your dad's passing shaped you into the person that you are right now? Wow, that's a really good question. So I feel now. Did you, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but did you have a good relationship with your dad? No, horrible. (laughs) My dad cheated on my mom. I have fucking a brother with another lady, a sister with another lady. And uh, no, my dad was a piece of shit. But in between him being a piece of shit, um, (laughs) when I went through my legal issues, and I went through troubles, I sheltered within him, right? And we created a really close relationship to the point where we were like, damn, like, I didn't know you were so like me until I actually fucking, like, talked to you. So we we, we, we had a good three months before we passed that I went and lived with them, and we got to know each other, and I was able to say, like, God damn, my dad is fucking a G. My dad is literally like me, and I'm honestly, like, grateful to have a dad like me. Life took him away a little bit after, and I think it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, would I want my dad back right now and let him know everything that I'm doing, let him know how Santi's growing, let him hang out with Santi and let him know that, hey, this is how much I'm growing my business? I wish for that every day, bro, 100%. But in between everything that happened, if he didn't go through his course of life, then I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing and be trying to accomplish everything that I'm able to accomplish and everything that I want to accomplish because of the fact that I would have had him as a comfort. And now I look at it like, damn dad, it sucks to say that you sacrificed your life in order for us to be able to grow ours. And a hundred percent, like I give so much gratefulness to that every day because I know that he's looking down on me and everything that I'm doing is like, goddamn, like I knew. And he said one thing that I don't think I've ever shared on any like podcast or interview or anything. I have an older brother. Okay. And he said, hey, he didn't even tell me. He told my mom. He's like, hey, uh, my older brother, I won't say his name. I have to protect him because the world's going to eat him alive. Brian, on the other hand, 
that motherfucker's going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like literally what my mom told me that like was the last like couple of words that like, you know, he expressed about me. And like I said, it went back to truly knowing that, hey, I could do this. I'm confident in myself. Everything that I do is built because of the confidence of the hardship that I've gone through that allows me to be the person that I am today. Is, is there something that your dad said to you that has stuck with you? Yeah, this 100%. Time? He's like, uh, I used to always, uh, how do I say it? I used to always be condescending of him because, like, you cheated on my mom. You did this. You did that. Like, what the fuck? Like, I thought you are supposed to be a family, man. Yeah. He then told me, I remember, I never forget this. I'm fucking, like, eight, ten years old. <laughs> We're driving down Olympic Parkway, right? And I'm over here talking shit to him. How the fuck can you cheat on my mom? You're yeah. a piece of shit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? He then shuts me up and he's like, look, 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 Brian. Are you a man? Or are you going to be a man? I'm like, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah like, what do you mean? He's like, okay, good. He's like, then you can never fucking judge me. Anybody else could judge me if anybody else. But you're going to be a man and you're going to get to a point in your life that you're going to understand me. And you're going to understand what the hell it is that I did. Hands down, dad. Like, I kid you not. I understood. I clearly understand the point. And that's because I know that what my dad was telling me was fucking everything that he experienced already. So right now, it's crazy to say that like, Everything I do, I do with the confidence that I know that my dad has my back. And and it's 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 hard to say that because I've kind of gone through the same thing and it's not and not that I want to be condescending to what my dad has gone through or what my family has gone through. Right. But it's hard to give him those flowers and it's hard to give him that respect. Because you didn't see that as a young child. I didn't. So finally when I gave his flowers was when I was like legit giving him flowers. You know what I mean? And 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 it's, and it's hard to see that because they did, at least in, in my perspective with my family problem, a mí nunca me faltó nada. I never had to struggle for something. If you didn't go through what you went through with your with your dad and your mom, where would you be right now? I honestly feel like I would have been like your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like honestly, like yeah. I could kid you not, like I didn't like when I was a kid, like when I was in middle school, fucking true religion, fucking Gucci, like fucking anything that we wanted we had, right? Bro, like I don't even fucking buy Gucci now and I make more enough money to fucking buy my every wardrobe that I want. No, and, right? and, and I don't fucking like yeah. that. No, and, and like, at this point, like like you just said, I don't care for the brands. I, I don't, bro. I really like bro, I was just telling Mikey, I'm like, bro, I'm okay if every day I go and print out my own shit and wear my own brand. And I don't care if the fucking the t shirt is triple A fucking pro club. It's mine, bro. It's something that I did. Why am I gonna go and wear somebody else's shit? You know, like is it nice? Will I wear it on occasions? Yeah, bro, but I'm not gonna go obsessed. And spend all my hard working money to fucking try to fit in with society. And, and to this day, could you say that you still respect your dad? Uh, I respect my dad 100%. Why? Because after I grew to be a young man, yeah, I understood that as a man, you play a lot of roles. And you get put in situations where you have to, no matter what, make it happen. Whether you got yourself in that situation or by default you're in that situation, being a man means that you got to figure shit out. You got to fucking like roll your sleeves up and take it on. So at the end of the day, 
I respect my dad because he taught me to be a fucking strong man, to control my emotions and fucking continue to move forward no matter what. So even when I'm sad, even when I'm fucking like feeling like shit, I have to get up and do it, bro, because nobody else has to do it. I don't have no choice, bro. You know, I have my son, I have my lady, I have my mom, and that's the reason why I wake up every day and go and get after it, bro. So, okay, so after all that, high school happened, college what were your aspirations after high school and in college? Because so you didn't start energy I, and the mortgage shit way, way down after the line, that. Way so down so the what line. were your aspirations? I didn't really yeah. have any, bro. So were you, I, you I were just going through the motions? Yeah, I was just going through the motion. I can't say that I had a board with all my goals written down and I was trying to accomplish that as I didn't know what the hell I was even about. I guess just for me, everything that I've always knew was that I was meant to do a lot more. I was meant to be someone and I was meant to help people. In high school, when we lost our house back in 2008, 2009, when the whole fucking like real estate market crashed, I remember being uh, a week into being a freshman, right? At, at that point, was your dad not in the picture? No, my dad was never really lived with us, so he was so, just kind of like the monetary figure. So your mom was- Oh, my dad main, was mom and dad. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. at that point, what did you do? What did I do? I was Go, just, are, you, are you the oldest in your family? No, I'm actually like uh, the middle child. Okay. So it's uh, my brother that is younger than me, which Franklin is, oh shit, I want to say like 20 now, 21 maybe. Um, then there's me. I'm at 27. Then there's my sister that's at 28. Then there's my brother that's probably in his early 30s. And then there's my sister that's in her Where Were they living at home? Hell no, bro. We all live different places, different moms. So so did you feel like you had a, a responsibility? Always for my mom. Yeah. Always for my mom. And that's one of the things that in freshman year when uh, we lost our house, mm-hmm. I told my mom, hey, like, I honestly, like, fuck my dad. Like, we'll figure this shit out. <laughs> like, I was always like, fuck my dad. Like, that, that was always, but I would always Daddy resort. Here, I, I would just resort to fuck my yeah. dad. We'd figure it out. Yeah. Like, literally, like, like, that's literally what I told her. Fuck this fool. Like, we'll figure it out. I was fucking a fucking kid, bro. I didn't know what to figure out. But I always felt that responsibility because my mom, I mean, bro, she didn't have papers or didn't have her nationality up until like probably like three, four years ago because my sister turned 21 and she could finally like, you know, bring her over. So for me, my mom was a fucking queen, bro. My mom fucking did everything. My mom was my dad and my mom at the same time, bro. So for for me, my thing was like protect the queen. Right. And I would always tell her, fuck that fool, fuck that fool, fuck that fool, fuck that fool. And eventually like now, like now I'm like, well, mom, I can't take care of you. Like, mom, like, it's okay. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to do that. Like, you know, like, it's okay. And um, when, when did you go from fuck that fool to I respect the way he's doing? And I, I, I. In high school, in high school, there was this period of time where uh, I wasn't the brightest Mm-hmm. Shed and no, we were. That's all we, that's all we dropped out. And uh, <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble, right? To the point where I got kicked out of my baseball team. Uh, you know, I got into some trouble with the law. I won't say what I did, but let's just <laughs> say it wasn't the best thing ever, right? So I decided, said, fuck all this. I'm moving to TJ. I'll be a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved to TJ with my dad. Like I said, fuck it. Like I'll just. Bueno, pues entonces voy a ser mexicano y todo lo que voy a hacer es pues hablar en español, pero no adelante. Está bien, voy a aprender. So that happened, right? Yeah. And um, 
I moved down to TJ with my dad and I said, fuck it. Like, I'll just fucking learn how to be a Mexican. All right. Fuck it. I burned myself out in America. Um, and at that moment, um, I spent three months with my dad and this is all leading up into the point before like everything else unraveled. And I remember that like, you know, I was living with them for like three months. We'd go to the gym. We'd had a routine. He'd take me on all his business meetings and I would always be engaged. You know, I would always talking to his partners. I would always be like this, this and that. And then they'd always be like, well, how does your kids know so much? How does he even like understand all this, what we're talking about? And it wasn't until like when he met up with my mom and he told like, dude, like I honestly never, ever had the time to spend with my son like that. And he's like, I'm, I'm in love with who he is. And like at that moment when he told him that, I was like, damn, that's finally what I always wanted. You know, <laughs> like I just always wanted dad to be proud of me and like, and ever since then, I just, like, my dad was a master relationship builder. He would always say in Espanol, he say, en donde sea, en donde estoy, yo me meto como la humedad. Meaning that no matter where he's at or what environment he's in, he gets in, like, the like humidity. Nothing, yeah. Right? Like, when it's home, you get home and it's humid as fuck. How the fuck is it so moisty in here? That was my dad. You know, I don't know how he got in here. I don't know how people <laughs> loved him. And I don't know how people fucking admire him. But, like, they fucking love him. They did it, yeah. And that's exactly what I learned from him. And I realized that I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it wasn't that you didn't have control. It's just that life sometimes fucking takes you in different directions. And you have to make it happen. So that's when I realized that I'm like, oh, shit. I'm more like my dad than anything. And my dad had a gift of being able to read people, understand people, and see through them. He was very sure on what he said about a person, and he would always break down everything that they did. Did you see their body language? Did you see the tonality and what they spoke about? Did you see how they moved their hands? Did you see their body language? So, 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 would he tell you about that, oh, or, yeah, or did you see that? As, I saw it, and then he would reaffirm it. And once I knew that, like it just, I do it all the time. Like whenever people are speaking to me, I'm looking at their eyes, I'm looking at their mouth, I'm looking at their cheekbones, I'm looking at their hands, everything. I'm looking at their body because I don't give a fuck about the words that you're saying. I want to know your tonality and the way that you're moving your body behind what you're saying. Because if you're lying, your body doesn't doesn't go along with your lie. <laughs> your tonality doesn't go along with your lie. <laughs> yeah. Right? So right off the bat, I'm able to pick that up. And even when people are lying to me, I'll be like, okay. You know. No, we'll keep going. And I just want to see how far they want to take it before I'm like, all right, I don't fuck with this person. They'll never know that. And I will never tell them that. They'll just know that I never hit them back up. So for me, when I read people, it's more of a transfer of energy and really understanding their body dynamics and how they move themselves that really shows me if what they're saying and the words that they're saying really follow their body language and tonality which you can't really fake those no you can't unless you're like yeah. really like honestly nlp like trained then you can't no but it's really difficult to like your average hide. person does it no it's really difficult yeah. to hide your body language and how again. you're feeling and it's it's really crazy but it's <laughs> bathroom break, bathroom break, bathroom break. All right, we're back. We had a short intermission. So you were in TJ and you started learning about body language. Body language. I started not even learning about it like directly, but my dad was just always the type of person that I was very calculated and everything that he did was with a purpose. Right. So I picked up a, a lot of his game subconsciously and I think it just started unfolding in me once I got into sales. Um and after that, honestly, like I was just the one thing that I realized in life is that 
once you start researching stuff and start teaching yourself, you start understanding stuff for what you can do with it. And that's honestly what my dad, the skill that my dad gave me, and I give thanks to him every day and every night. Thank you so much for making me self-sufficient, meaning that if I don't know, I'm going to go out and research how to. And at the point that I get that I can't learn, then I'll go ask for help. Mm -hmm. But I hate getting told what to do. I hate getting told how to do. So there by default, I go and do until like I can do alone. Yeah. And that's honestly something that really humbled me that I like ask for help. Like it's okay to ask for help. And, and it's hard to get to that point where you want to ask for help. Well, I always want to, everybody always wants to accomplish things on their own. Everybody's got taught like, hey, you have to work hard. You have to do everything on your own. You can't fucking stop showing up. You have to fucking do this. You're the person. You're the person. Bro, as I've researched, as I've learned from people that are in way better places than us and that are monetarily more better off than us, is that they leverage and they have teams and they have people that help them do the stuff that they don't want to do. Yeah, no, and like you just said, I've, you know, with with my family businesses and the people that I've networked with, they don't know how to do shit. Bro, I'll it's, put it to you like this. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, no disrespect to the Mexicans. We're just very hard workers. We're very hard workers, meaning that even if we don't know, we'll figure it out and then find a way that works for the moment of the thing that we want to do. Does it mean that we're doing it in the right way? No. Are we making it happen? Yes. But that's the thing about our culture that I admire and I love, bro. We're not scared of work. We're not scared of rolling our fucking sleeves up and getting down and dirty. And I think that's where all the learning is. Like, you know, people think that you learn and you're going to start doing. Like, I think, like, you need to fucking, like, get humbled, get told you're not the best, and then go out and be the best. You need that ego check. <laughs> Bro, if I didn't get ego checked, like my head would be so big. Like, and I could kid you not, like I'm going to be a hundred percent because like, honestly, like I think a lot of people like I am, I'm, I'm humble because of how many times I've gone through very tough shit that I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick and choose my fights and when I can really be confident, you know, but that's knowing yourself. And that's one of the things that I feel is a leading indicator in a lot of people mm-hmm. that they don't really know who they are and what they can do. So by default, they only follow other like things that make them popping in the moment. One of the things I've learned in doing my business and doing my brand is that everything that I build is because of the effort that I put into it, right? So by default, if nobody fucks with the energy, I'm not going to be mad because I love the energy. And if at all ends fails and it was just a project for myself, then I fucking love it. But then if it builds out to be something for the community, for the people, which is what I intended to be, bro, then I, I completed my mission and that's literally all I want to do. Help people find their passion and once they find it, exploit it and grow within it because everybody deserves the opportunity to learn what they're meant to do, what they're about and really tap into their true skill, their true meaning, which I call the energy bro i love that that's it bro energy is really tapping into your true meaning i love that the true reason of what you do because the energy that you put out comes from your energy meaning the energy that comes from within 
and that's all I do it for, bro. And honestly, anybody that comes after me and says this, they're on the same wavelength, bro. And I honestly push my message not for myself because I know what I'm capable of doing myself. I'm confident in me. I want to help other people that aren't confident, bro. I want them to go out and be the best version of themselves. Just today, I was telling you, like, you've been asking me, like, when is the energy going to come out? Where is the energy going to come out? Yeah, and I love it. And I got to yeah. say, like, I love it because you were only one of the only persons that were constantly telling me, bro, where are you at? Yeah. Where the <laughs> fuck are you at, bro? Like, the people need you, yeah. like, you know? So it's like, and I was telling you, like, most of it, I'm going to be honest right here. It was myself not taking the initiative to make it happen because I could at any moment make it happen and i was kind of like no, no, no because of stuff it, that happened and, and but it, it's hard to take that initiative because you got so much going on well, and was, like yeah. like for me like put my shit aside no because i on because i don't got i don't got as much as your shit no as but, going but, on. but we talked about what we talked about that you may not have as much shit as i'm going on but the shit that you got going on is as equivalent to what i have going on so by default bro or we're at the same pace. And it's hard because I got my co-host, which is not here because his birthday is, is this Who's, week. Who? Jesus. 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 <laughs> or is it Estoy like your... Con Cristo. No, that's his name is Jesus. But. Oh, I was about to put it. Wait, wait, I was like, Jesus' birthday isn't on the... But, uh, is it, this but, isn't Easter? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's like, you got so much going on. You got so much on yourself. Me, I don't have a baby, bro. The only thing I got to take care of is is my household, my my fucking dog. That is your baby. And, and but, but you're looking at your baby right no, now. No, but like I don't even got to take care of my girl, bro. Because my girl has her own shit. My girl has my, my girl makes more fucking money than I do. Hey, bro. <laughs> I'm her sugar baby, bro. But, hey, Mario, yeah. I told you. <laughs> How are you doing it? Please teach me. <laughs> but. It, it's one of those things I'll where, where you, home dad if I could. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're building your platform and you, and you're you're doing the things on your own, and it's hard because you got the platform with energy, you got the mortgage heroes, you got the other the other podcast right with yeah with you, Blake and everybody else yeah. yeah, and on top of that you got your home life. I love it. Yeah, but it's 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 so hard to juggle all that responsibility is it though like is it like for i most, don't know like but it, but, but for most people it is because we come from a platform where we, we hustle so one of the things but that my the, girl oh, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. but the people who aren't used to that hustle the people who aren't used to all this it's it's really fucking hard to juggle all of that because it comes it, it becomes overwhelming so michelle the other day humbled me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she hit me with a quote right um i can't really say it right now because i don't remember it word for word. Was cool. <laughs> but she said hey like there's some people by default that always see themselves doing a lot and being able to accomplish it and to them it isn't an effort it isn't much it's just what they have to do yeah. right and then she said not everyone could do that yeah. then she looked at me she's like you're that type of person where to you everything's easy if it's hard it's easy if it's an obstacle i'll get through it if this is in the way i'll get it over and then it made me realize she's like that's how you move and that's beautiful and she said not everybody sees life 
the same way that you do. And and but and it, and it's beautiful because you've come to that point and realization in your life that you've been able to manifest that in all of your platforms, but not everybody is able to do that. And my fault is that by default, if I believe in you, that's what I see in you. You know what I mean? Which, which is why in the beginning of the in the beginning of this podcast, I said you're one of the biggest hype men that I know because not only do you hype yourself up as Brian Landeros, as Brian can lend money, as as energy, you hype up the people that you believe in. A hundred percent because it's like, do you think I want to have all this attention and fucking everything be on me? <laughs> Fuck no, bro. Nah. At times, I just want to be Brian. Like, I just want to be fucking Brian that just sits and, back, and just doesn't go anywhere out, yeah. and says like, oh, you're supposed to have a whole bunch of energy. Sometimes I just like to be a regular person, bro. And that's why I tell people that the energy isn't just for me. Isn't just coming out of me. The energy is something that flows through everybody. So if I'm not there to carry that energy, I damn know right someone else is holding it, bro. Because the energy doesn't stick to one person. It's fluid. It flows. And it, it goes through people that are able to channel it, take it. But then at the same time, transmit it out because the energy people, yeah. isn't containable bro it's you're able to take it and then give it back because it's too strong to fucking control bro it's like, one of the, it's, it's like and, and it sounds too fucking <laughs> crazy and too methodical but like what i'm saying is that like bro i have times where i fucking have so much energy and i need to fucking exert it out to people yeah, no like, it, like, it's, like, it's like when you're like me personally when i when i'm super it's it sounds don't don't get fucking drunk guys but when i'm super drunk <laughs> but when i'm super drunk i'm the type of person where bro i fucking i i hug paulina i hug my friends and i'm like bro i fucking love okay, you okay okay, okay. yeah it's just because like my cup is fucking yes yeah my cup is fucking overflowing so, so, and i want to share this fucking happiness with every so fucking that's buddy. literally yeah yeah. Touche. Yeah. And I want to share it with everybody. It's like, dude, you have no idea how how grateful I, I go, how I am for you to be here. I have you have no idea. Bro, how, I'll hug, I'll kiss, yeah. and I'm fucking like, you know what? I, the, yeah. I love people yeah. to the point like, dude, Mario, I'll hug your ass right now for what you fucking said, bro. Like that's how I feel about people, and that's what I love to do. That like literally, like I'm infatuated with people. If today I died, my message was to fucking touch people, bro. And my goal in life is that after I'm done in this world, in this realm, my voice, my messages, and everything that I created with the energy or whatever it is that I create will forever still be here. Just like Nike, Adidas, Puma. Everything, yeah. We're, we're becoming a platform where you, in an essence, we are becoming infinite. Immortal. Immortal. Because I realized, bro, that, like I said, Michelle humbled me. She told me, hey, you think great. You have a great mindset. You you mean the wolf. You mean the best for everybody. But at the same time, people aren't always, how do I say, calibrated yeah. to understand what you mean. No, they Whether don't, you yeah. mean in the best way or the wrong way, I honestly, what I've learned is that before I used to want to change everybody's life and I would fucking say, fuck you. You're going to listen to my message and my positivity. Then I started realizing that people don't always want to listen to that positivity, not because they don't believe in it, because at the moment in life and what they're going through, their forecast doesn't allow for them to see the sun, the shiny days and the good weather. 
because of the foggy emotions that you bring upon yourself because of the clouds of inconsistency that you have with yourself. And that in itself is a choice. You choose to be happy. I honestly, I'm a 100% believer in that. You choose to be happy because you're well aware that something isn't right. And you're well aware that you don't feel like you. So then if you keep feeding into that bad feeling, you're only growing the fact that you don't believe in yourself. So then why the fuck do you do that to yourself? And I feel that it comes down to people not loving themselves enough or knowing themselves enough to the point that they feel like things are happening to them instead of for them. If I'm going through a tough situation and life is trying to teach me something and I'm not trying to fucking listen to life, bro, life is going to fucking three, four times take you through the exact same fucking situation until you learn your fucking until lesson. Until you fucking learn it. And it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. So, pick at what level do you want to get your shit together? <laughs> life is fair. You make it unfair when life keeps giving you the same fucking situation and you don't make any pivot. And and until you learn that lesson and until you... Or not, not, not learn that lesson. Until you want to accept... It. That lesson, exactly. Oh, you're not gonna fucking learn. Go there. You're not gonna. You're not gonna learn that lesson until you accept the things that Bro, you need 100%, to accept. Hundred percent. Everybody, like I said, I like to think that I'm always right. Yeah. I'm not, Mario. I'm not, bro. But you know what? I am. I am willing to accept when I'm not right, and I'm willing to learn from it. If I didn't have the people that I have in my life, and I always bring it back to that, Mario, because that's what I have. You see this guy next to me. Mikey, I love that guy, bro. That's my little brother that I never wanted in my life. Mikey stands for more than I could stand for. He just hasn't unlocked it. Bro, like, I see Mikey, and I'm like, Mikey, I've never poured anything into anybody's cup. I've never trained anybody. I've never had the patience to want to teach anybody anything that I do, or even alone just listen to what the fuck you care about. Mikey, like a legit, I always joke around and say he's the little brother I never wanted, but he's become the little brother, the little brother that I've always needed. And I honestly like love having Mikey around because he receptive. He gives me his feedback, and the one thing that I love about him, bro, he's not a yes man. Yeah. Like he's not a yes man. He'll tell me he's like very nicely. He'll tell me like, hey Brian, like uh. Uh, like I kind of feel where you're coming from, but, but it's, I don't really it's, see it's, it. It's super important to have that type of person in your circle. You have to because you don't need yes. You don't need yes people in your circle. I want people that are telling me like yes, but you got to fix that. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm with you because you don't need the people that are going to be like see way however i I already tell myself i'm the man and i can accomplish anything that i put my mind to so why the fuck would i need someone else telling me you need (laughs) you need you need the people that are going to put you on check i need people that are telling me no you can't go out and do this hey brian think about this yo did have you ever taken this into consideration because by default i'm gonna be like yeah but i don't give a fuck and i'm still gonna do it but now that you brought it up i will probably think about it a little bit better at the end of the day mario like honestly for me and i tell mikey this all the time like I don't think, I just do. And that's what's always worked in my life. You know, like if I just accomplish and do, then things start fucking moving forward. But at the moment that I try to control the situation, I try to fucking like do the best that I can, I'm fucking myself up. So I let shit flow. Like, and that's the best gift that life has given me. And I've been able to understand that don't think, just do. 
and it's a hard concept for a lot of people to understand because they're so caught up in thinking, how can I make it perfect? How can I calculate this? How can I make sure that that doesn't happen? Honestly, you can't create anything besides what you want to do. So. It's, it's all about the present. And, and that's something that I've dealt with with my, with my anxiety and my depression is like I, I was so caught up with the past and I was very caught up with the future that I was not able to enjoy the present. So I'm glad we, we hit that moment, right? Because I told you earlier, we're going to hit that point eventually, right? So I remember the days that you said that, hey, bro, I lost Vitality Bulls. And I fucking remember the conversation we had, bro. I kid you not. You told me, hey, I just closed down Vitality Bowl. Even before that, you were telling me, I think I'm going to close it. It's going to happen. Eventually, it happened, right? And you said, hey, I'm at the lowest of the lowest. I'm at the lowest of the lowest. Yeah. Um, but I've wanted to do this. And I've always thought about doing this. Yeah. Do you remember what I told you? Just fucking do it. I said, just fucking do it. And you're like, yeah, this, this and that. But I told you, I was like, sometimes was in life, sometimes no, in life, I, I was fucking scared sometimes when, yeah. in life, situations arise in a way that you're going to get scared of them, but it's an opportunity or it's a sign for you to fucking take that step forward. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that after that conversation that I had with Mario, he took a fucking step forward. And look where we're at today. Yeah. And, and we're here. Like you told me, you're like, I'm capped out. I'm done. I can't. And I told you, good. I remember I told you, you're like this, this, and that. It's all bad. And I replied, good. <laughs> like, what the and, fuck? And, this was telling me good. No, I just lost my and, whole business. And, 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 and this is what you need from your friend group. This but after what, you fucking took the leap exactly, of faith yeah. and said, a few months later, hey, Brian, I'm starting my uh, Vive Con Huevos brand. I was like, good for fucking you. You got the message. At the end of the day, bro, everything that we do is because of us. Not many people can live out their dreams and make everything that they want a physical reality. You have multiple times. Vitality, bro. Vive con huevos. Now you're good, bro. And honestly... Vive con fucking huevos, bro. If you're fucking scared, just fucking do it. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. 100%. And your own fucking brain. Because at the end of the day, you you get into your head and no one's fucking stopping you but your own fucking self. It's like when you ask people, should I do this? And they're like, yeah. And you don't do it. So then why the fuck did you ask for the fucking feedback if you knew that you weren't going to do it right and that's honestly something that like i feel people hold themselves back from their true potential a hundred percent bro because they're afraid and then one of the things honestly that i don't register in my mind and i can't understand is asking people for fucking credibility like bro i'm i'm confident in myself i don't don't fucking care what you think about me i don't you know what i do care is your feedback and I only get feedback from people that are doing better than me, that I believe in, and that I know that are sincere. Because there's a lot of people that will give you false feedback and say, yo, we care about you. Which is very hard in the platform that we are in. Because I'm a we, podcaster, not a yeah. rapper. So, <laughs> but but in, in, the, in the platform that we are in, we expose ourselves Well, everything. Do you so not much. think that I'm opening up to myself? Everybody could take a shot at me. I don't give a fuck. I'm... I honestly think if I'm speaking about this and you're trying to use it against me, 
I feel you're fucking lost because I'm using it as an empowering tool. Like everything that I've gone through, I've got my car repoed. I've fucking been fired. I've had zero amounts of money in my bank account. I've been negative. I haven't had money to pay the rent. I've had to say, mom, hey, yo, you got to take over for a couple of months as I get my shit together. Oh, and All I- that has led me to fucking be the man that I am today, the fucking business person that I am today because if I didn't go through those situations... Bro, I I think it'd be easy in business and being a person of fucking caliber is hard. I ain't doing this for myself. I have a son. That's one of the things that I wanted to speak about in this podcast was that now I have a son, bro. And before I used to be doing everything for myself. Why? Because I believe in myself. I wanted myself. I wanted the nice car. I wanted the nice jewels. I wanted the bus down. I wanted the chains. I wanted everything. I wanted the fame. But then I had a son, right? And everything fucking changed. Everything changed. Everything changed, right? Everything changed. And you know how it changed? It changed to the point that, you know what? I'm being selfish as a fucking dad if I'm not showing my son how to get after it, how to fucking be a man, how to fucking be fearless, how to fucking believe in your passion. So, that's what I fucking like obsess about that if I'm not out there trying to go and be the best version of me that I can, then I'm fucking failing as a dad because I'm not showing my son that he can accomplish anything that he wants if he has confidence in himself and in what he believes in. So I'm glad you you touched on that subject. I want to know where in an essence that we're immortalizing our, our voices, we're immortalizing ourselves. What's something that you want to tell Santi? When he grows up? When he grows up. And I wrote wrote a script down to this. Look, Santiago, from the bottom of my heart. Wait, 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 hold on. You got this? All right. All right. Hey, Santiago, from the bottom of my heart, I love you. You're going to grow up to be the person that you need to be. And if I don't show you that you can accomplish anything in life, that you want as long as you're dedicated, you put the effort behind it, and you have the right attitude, then if I don't do that as myself and show him that it can be done, then I'm doing a disservice to my son and allowing him to conform in life and things that he doesn't have to conform in. I want my son to know, and I want you to know, Santiago, that you can accomplish anything in life if you put your fucking effort, attitude, and all behind it, even if you're not the best, even if you're not the most skilled. If you're the most dedicated, you're going to be a lot further than anybody else because you're disciplined, you put the work, and you have the energy inside of you. And I'm sorry, Santiago, you're already at a disadvantage because you're my son, and the energy runs through both of us. Like a motherfucking energy bolt. I love that. That's it, bro. And my son is my king. My son is everything. And he's the reason why I continue to fucking push the needle forward. Because he's the fucking, literally like the fucking fuel to my energy. Like there's nothing that Santiago won't be able to accomplish that I won't be able to be behind him. I told you, Santiago, from the get-go, bro, I love you. You're my son. And we're taking over this whole fucking world together. Like I just, I love my son. (laughs) Bro, shut up, puppy. Bro, is is there something that you wish you had in your past life, or is there a word of advice that you wish that you had in your past life that you wish you could pass down? I wish. Um, I totally wish that I was told that you didn't have to go to school, that you didn't have to go and go to college, and that if you just figured out what your gift is in life 
and you expanded on it, a gift could be speaking to people. A gift could be working with your hands. A gift could be a beautiful voice. A gift could be you fucking just able to go to the gym and lift a lot of things. I guess gifts come in different ways, but people aren't willing to take them in and say, yo, this is my true purpose because shit, I'm supposed to just be a person that cooks food. I'm just supposed to be a person that fucking uh, runs really fast. Like, the people downplay themselves. They, they, they downplay themselves so much that like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do? Like, this is what I meant? Like, no, bro, like, you're meant to be the fucking man in that, though. Yeah. Like, you know, but then you downplay yourself and you're like, oh, I'm so self-conscious about me doing this because I don't get that. Like, bullshit aside, like, stop. You know you're supposed to be doing that? Like, you just fucking try to fucking be a victim of your own fucking mess. Like, stop that. Honestly, like, if you feel you got it, embrace it and go do it. Like, honestly, like, and the way that I fucking realize that is the question that I ask. Well, hey, well, have you done about that? Oh, you want to do that real bad? Well, what have you done to get close to it? Oh, I, I will. Uh, you don't really want it. Like, for me, bro, like, I put everything on the fucking board, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'll go fucking all in because that's what I believe in. And if it doesn't work out, fuck. At least I fucking went all in and know what that fucking was all about. Everything I do is not calculated. Everything I do is because I believe in myself. The energy has given me everything, bro. The energy has taught me light fucking vision and everything that, like, at the end of the day, bro, like, people think that I'm bullshitting when I say the energy, but I'm like, bro, you should fucking try it out. That shit fucking makes you feel invincible. And 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 that's how I feel, bro, hypothetically speaking, that I can accomplish anything, anything yeah. that I put my mind to. So when I tell people, what the fuck do you want to do with your life? This, this, and that. Well, how committed are you to it? Bro, I've been on this fucking road and on this journey for over seven years. You started this journey way before podcasts were even a fucking thing on the map, bro. I knew podcasts were going to be underrated from the moment that I knew that people were going to be able to fucking share everything that they were about in a conversation, right? So at the moment, 2018, ladies and gentlemen, 2018, I started a podcast. It fucking went to fucking failure. I didn't know you needed cameras. I didn't know you needed an audio. I didn't know you needed transmitters. I didn't know you needed somewhere to fucking record everything. Point simple, I did it anyways. I went a whole year without fucking ever podcasting again in 2018 because I wanted to learn what it was to podcast. 2019 came around. I could show you all my fucking Google Docs. I could show you every single equipment that I looked up to before I even bought it. I calculated every single move and then launched. And then launched. And what I'm trying to say is that, like, at the end of the day, I'm not an expert in what I do. I just really put everything behind what I wanted to accomplish and made it happen. Now, if the people that I started this with me isn't here right now, that's okay because it the message is. and everything that I fucking stand up for for this podcast is still here. And now more than ever, as a father, as a business owner, and as a motherfucking podcaster, yeah. I believe in what I do so damn much that I'm never going to stop doing what I do because I believe in people. And if there's ups, there's downs. And if there's downs, there's ups. And I'm here for the long run. Yeah. And like I said, like I said, and, and I cannot say this enough, is you're the biggest hype man for anybody within your circle. Well, I just, 
I just don't believe that you could downplay yourself. And if you downplay yourself, I'm going to talk shit. Mikey, how many times I fucking talk shit to you because you're fucking being self-conscious? <laughs> and it's not because I'm trying to put you on the point. I'm just like, Mikey, I just know. For those of you that don't know who Mikey is, Mikey is my little bro. He's uh, a licensed loan officer, recently just got his license. And uh, you know what? He took a leap of faith. And that leap of faith leads him to be where he's at. And I told him, Mikey, I've been in your shoes, bro. I've been where you're at, bro. But if you trust and you believe and you are okay with fucking exploiting your skills, that guy right there that you see, he's going to be a millionaire in three to five years. So, I'm putting it right now in the Vivek and Webb's podcast. So with everything that you've gone through, with your career, with energy, your family, what was the lowest point in your life, and how did you overcome with that? Okay, lowest point in my life was uh, 2016. Okay. The year 2016, I had just got done with Denny's, and I started working at the uh, security place. Once our uh, contract with the security uh, company went to shit, I folded and I told my mom and my sister at the time that we were renting a place out together. I'm capped out. I don't have money. I just lost my job. I can't come up with next month's rent. Break down, cry, 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 cry. This is where I'm at. Right? And it, it's hard as a man to... It's so hard as a man because a, now you're fucking a piece of shit. Like, you feel worthless. Now I'm getting into my mentality and my fucking self-consciousness. No, and it's cool. It's cool. But, this, this but, is what, but, this, but, 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 but shortly after that, I found the energy. Or I guess I like to say the energy found me. And then I just went into like a mode in my mind where I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Reboot my fucking brain. And then I rebooted my brain in mentality of positive, just fucking like mentality, bro. And I remember I would just be walking out. Hey, what's going on, guys? Like today I'm going to just be a lot positive. Like like just starting. You used to go on live a lot. A lot, right? And because I was trying to convince myself. Once I fully convinced myself, I said, fuck anybody that doesn't believe the way that I believe. And then I didn't need anybody. I, I just needed my that. own mind. I, I just needed me. That, yeah. So anytime now that I feel down, I don't fucking look for anybody else's help. I dig myself out of there because I've done it before. And the energy, bro, is a gift and a curse. So how did how did energy become a thing? So I remember early 2019, I had failed at a podcast that I tried to run at Mortgage Heroes. And when I did that podcast, I just knew that I wanted to talk to people and learn from people. Didn't know what that was called. Apparently, it was called podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, well, we talked about this before. Is like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You started the podcasting before right? podcasting. So, yeah, um, yeah. so I went to two of my friends, right? That were uh, my girlfriend. Not girlfriends, like girlfriends. Yeah, but like yeah, friends like, that were girls. Friends girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michelle, Let me clarify that. <laughs> Michelle, don't break up with my boy. Bro. <laughs> so I went to both of them. Both of them were psychology majors, right? I sat down with them and I told them, hey, like, so what I want to do is I want to interview people, ask them about the profession and learn about what they do in a way that I don't have to fucking like, you know, either take a course, but just learn directly from the person. Their response was like, oh, you want to be a psychology, a psychological, <laughs> man, like psychologist, huh? a clinical psychologist. <sighs> 
I'm not trying to go to school. Fuck no. Like, no, I'm not trying to be a psychologist. So whatever. I told him what I wanted to do. And then I told my branch manager, William, I was like, hey, William, I see you have a downstairs. Can I borrow it to record yeah. a conversation? Maybe an interview. He's like, yeah, whatever. Do whatever you want, bro. I don't fucking care. Like, I never used that spot anyways. All right, <laughs> cool, whatever. So I did it. Um, I had my cousin Marcus. Shout out, Marcus. He's uh, now owner of uh, uh, Chandelier Lounge and uh, Daily Dose Cafe. Um, hey, you my man. But basically, we ran it, right? And I bought a whole bunch of equipment. I didn't know at the time you needed a digital recorder or a laptop or something to connect everything so that it could all be congruent under one fucking audio or video, right? I didn't know any of that. I didn't know any of that. So I just sat two people that were very close to me in the moment when I was trying to get into real estate space. Shout out Xavier Barrett that now runs Rev Body. Shouts out my boy Kevin uh, Kevin M that now runs his own team in real estate and realty empire. And um, at the moment I had them come in and I told them everything that I wanted to do. But what I'm saying is that I didn't know what the fuck a podcast was. I just knew that I wanted to get together with people and speak about like certain shit, right? So after that, we ran it. It was a total failure. I didn't record shit. I didn't capture any audio. It was just a fucking failure. That was in 2018. I want to say October or November. Fast forward 2019, I took a whole year to plot what a podcast was, what what how you had to run it. I started listening to Joe Rogan. I started listening to other podcasts, and I figured it out, right? And then I knew that I wasn't the brightest at recording, camera work, or any of that. So, you know, eventually I was able to connect with a partner. I shared with him the vision. I told him, hey, this is what I'm looking to do. Hey, this is what I want to do, how I want to run it. What do you think? He told me, and I remember we met at Starbucks in San Miguel Road. He told me, he's like, honestly, Brian, I thought you were going to come to me and talk to me about doing mortgage and real estate videos. <laughs> and he's like, truthfully, I was going to tell you, fuck no. Yeah. Right? And I was like, fuck, well, good thing I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I broke down to him everything that I wanted to speak about, everything that I wanted to do. I had a PDF with years worth of notes of how I was going to deliver, how I was going to make everything happen. And he said, damn, no one ever here in San Diego has ever done that before. This was back in 2018. He said, all right, cool. I'm down. We started working out it, bro. It was month after month after month. And finally in March of 2019, we launched for the first time. We had our first episode. And the reason why Energy was born was because I was finished taking experiences on my own. I was done trying to figure shit out on my own and i realized that every experience that i've gone through other people are going through or are going to be going through it and as a podcaster now i feel responsible for being a voice for people and my biggest biggest gift in life is understanding people being able to relate with them and then helping them find solutions within themselves i feel that and that's what all the gist of everything that I do in mortgages and podcasting in my life, it all falls falls under that. And I just want to be a beacon of energy, a beacon of light, and a resource to my community. That's 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 all I want. I don't want fame. I don't want to be the fucking most popping person. I, I here's the thing about money with me and money. I love being able to take care of people. I love being able to do for people. 
you think that stems from money is great i love money i love making money but money doesn't motivate me but do you think that stems from your from your past no it stems from me knowing that i believe in what i want and what i mean by that is that money doesn't motivate me bro i've made plenty of money this year and honestly it's like all right that's cool i could buy more shit (laughs) like cool like i could afford more that's fine like that's okay like Money does not motivate me and it doesn't give me a purpose. What gives me a purpose and what motivates me is when people say, Brian, without you, I couldn't get to here. Because of you, I was able to accomplish this. Brian, thank you so much for your help. Brian, thank you so much for just taking time out of what you're doing to fucking like talk to me. That's what pays me in dividends and that's what I'll forever will be able to flex, bro. The money is great, but once I took money out of the equation, focus on the purpose... I will be okay. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, I kid you not, like, my brain works in mysterious ways, but I just, at the end of the day, I love people. I love what people can do, and I love what people can be. I just wish that everybody saw it like that. And honestly, at the end of the day, I'm no better than any other person. I have my flaws. I have my ups. I have my downs. But at the end of the day, all I want is to be able to fucking live life with the people that I want, the people that I love, the people that I fucking care about, and be able to do what I want, when I want, wherever I want, with whoever I want. I appreciate that. I have a few questions. I that, love questions. That I'm going to end. So, is... If you could have a conversation with young Brian right now. Who I've been waiting for this question. Or if old Brian or, or if older Brian in the future could have a conversation with Brian right now, what would you say at what age? And what advice would you give? I, I'd go back to my high school year in ninth grade um, and tell myself, hey, yo, Brian. You're going to open your tea, bro. Okay, I will. All right. I would tell myself, ninth grade, look, Brian, you're the fucking man. You can accomplish anything that you set your mind to as long as you believe in you. Anything that you can't control, fuck it. Control what you can and focus on that and stop being shy. I was a shy person, bro. I was shy. Like, you look at me now, and you would never think that I'd be, like, shy to myself and, like, fucking insecure. You would never think that, bro. But that's where I came from. That's how I was. So I graduated from that. I, I, I put in work because I believed in myself. So at the end of the day, what I would tell myself, what I would tell anybody, believe in yourself because you're the only tool, the only resource that will get you to where you want to be without having to fucking sell your life, fucking sell your soul, and fucking like give up everything that you believe in. If you really want to fucking succeed in life and you really want to accomplish what it is that you think that you want to accomplish, believe in yourself. Stop being doubtful. And at the end of the day, when you look at yourself in the mirror, really know that you actually won the day and don't bullshit yourself because you could bullshit everyone else in life and they'll believe you but you can never bullshit yourself 
as much as you want to. You'll never be able to. Yeah. My next question is, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? And what is the worst advice you've ever gotten? So the best advice was from William Flores, a.k.a. my branch manager, now my partner. Um, Use your energy to be in front of people and don't be afraid to be you because that's what allows people to want to be close to you. Mm -hmm. So when he said that, I remember when I was younger in my career, when I would get on a phone or speak to a client, I would switch the way that I would speak, right? Right. And then after I'd get off the call, he'd tell me like, who the fuck was that? (laughs) And I'd be like, me? That wasn't you. I know who you are. You're the Brian that has the energy. You're the Brian that fucking creates his own environment. You're the Brian that controls everything in his environment. That was not who the fuck it was. Be you. So the best advice in my life has been be yourself because there's no one else that could be better than you. And yes, it sounds cliche, but you know when you're not being you. What is the worst advice you have ever gotten? And how did you suppress that? The worst advice that I've ever gotten was like, hey, you're in sales and you could do Adderall. <laughs> like, like, I've been really good at taking good exi- like good advice, bad advice. Yeah. But I can't really come up with the time that like someone has told me, hey, go do this and it's not going to work out because I don't ever put myself in those positions. So for me, I guess the best, the worst advice I've ever gotten was from the first person that I learned how to sell, which was like, hey, do you want to learn your pitch? Take Adderall. Look, drugs, alcohol, whatever fix it is that you fix yourself with will never, ever give you the right answers, will never, ever give you the clarity, will never, ever tell you what it is that you really want, and will only disguise it. So for me, it's the the best advice is to believe in myself. The worst advice, I've never had any worse advice because I don't listen to people that fucking yeah, give me no, bad no advice, bullshit, right? Yeah. So I can't really tell you I've had worse advice because I don't listen to people that could give me bad advice. I just cut it off then. You know, I had a best friend that OD'd Christian in your heart went through what he went through. Right. Have had people in their life that have gone through depression, have gone through certain things in their life, have gone through certain things. So to speak about that subject, I feel maybe I'm not the right person to speak on it. The reason why the reason why I say that is because like I said, my lady has told me that in my mind, everything's easy. So by default, there's a lot of stuff that I don't feel. There's a lot of stuff that I don't see. And it's not because I don't want to or I don't see. It's just that it doesn't fit within my realm of belief. What I mean by that is that everything that I do, I know I can accomplish, Right? And that's also a gift and a curse because there's some shit that I can accomplish that maybe I'm not. But what I, but what I'm saying is that like I don't think I'm credible enough to fucking answer that question because I can do anything that I want. 
and then and, and that might sound fucking cocky that no, might sound not, confident not, not i just all, like yeah. you know what whether i can or can't i don't give myself the room to say that i can't and yeah. then i go fucking just do it like like i kid you not bro like i just do and that's what i tell mikey and that's what i tell my mom and that's what i tell my family that's what i tell my lady i just do i don't stop and think about I don't stop and say, hey, how with this? I just do. Because every time that I've done, it works out. And every time that I've thought and stopped to fucking rationalize, shit doesn't work out. So by default, I just do. So to answer that question, just fucking go out and do. Don't think about what can happen, what will happen. Because all that is just fucking a fantasy. Yeah, You're trying to put obstacles on your road that hasn't even been manifested or hasn't even been crossed. Yeah. So by default, just go out and do. Do so damn much that you don't have time to think about how it doesn't work out. Consistently stay busy and honestly surround yourself around people that fucking believe in what you're doing and that you believe in the shit that they're doing. Like, honestly, I think everybody that's fallen into depression, that's fallen into, like, I can't do this, is because of the fact of the shit that they feed their brain. The fact of the, of the, environment, head. the environment that they surround themselves with. Like, shit, if all my friends don't believe in themselves and they can't think they can't do it, and it's five of them, and I'm one, homie, I'm five to one. So by default, I'm going to be negative, you know? So it's like, I think more than anything is being self-aware understanding who you are what you're about and how you're about like literally like self-awareness is the biggest thing that you can fucking have for yourself if you don't know who you are if you don't know what you're about how the fuck can you stand up for yourself because everything's gonna take you down at the moment that it sounds fucking enticing and fucking amazing so believe in your fucking own morals stand up for yourself you know do the research when people say like this is the way like I don't know, bro. I just feel like people just do shit without thinking and just live life by default that they miss out on all the dope-ass shit that they can fucking actually be doing because they feel like it's a fucking fast food life. And it yeah, isn't. Like, you don't not, fuck. Yeah. You, by default, build your own life. Does it take 10 years to fucking get good? Yeah, it does. But, like, bro, I'm fucking 20 fucking 8. That means in 10 years, I'll be 38. But by 38, I want to be fucking solidly fucking good. <laughs> And that gives me yeah. 10 years to fucking figure it and, out. And life is fucking beautiful. Life is amazing, bro. The one thing I know about life is that it's allowed me to do everything that I've wanted to do. Have I got into trouble? So many times. Have I fucked up? Oh, yes, I have. But at the end of the day, Mario, like, there's nothing like being so fucking confident in what you do that you're okay with everything that you've done. And that's what I feel people fucking miss, that, like, you're so caught up on shit that you've done in the past. You're so caught up on shit that like, this is what could have happened. What if this happened? But at the end of the day, you're not looking at this shit that's happening right in front of your eyes. And and that's where anxiety comes from is is because you live in the you live you either live in the past or you're living too much in the future. And that's where anxiety. And I have yeah, anxiety. I'll be a hundred percent with you. I have anxiety. I live with anxiety, and I've lived with anxiety since I was a kid. I know what it is. To, Bro, I'm living in tomorrow because for me, my brain works in so many different ways that I'm out here trying to fucking figure shit out that sometimes by default, bro, my family don't want to fuck with me because I'm just so fucking like in my business. But I tell them like, honestly, like take my fucking role. Do you guys like what you guys get? Do you guys like the life that you live? They're like, yeah. Okay, well then let me do this because this is the only thing that I'm good at is relating with people, creating business, 
making people feel comfortable, and letting people know that they can believe in themselves and not be scared of what their true potential is. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's it, bro. That and, That's literally my purpose in life. <laughs> my purpose in life is to show people that they're worth it, to let people know that they can accomplish it, and most importantly, that you don't fucking need me to tell you that because you already are that. And then Mikey right here, I believe in him so much, bro. Like, I like literally like, he's the little brother that I've always wanted that I never wanted. Yeah. But like, hands down, Mikey is like, bro, I can't wait to see him grow. And a genuine, like, I don't, I don't, like, I just like, it's like, bro, like, I just want to give you a hug and like, literally yeah. like, <laughs> like slap you around when you're not doing good because I'm like, bro, I know what you can't be but, doing. But at the, at the same time, you can't do that because if it's not for the mistakes that he makes, oh, hundred percent. Like I be and, and it grow. goes both ways. Of like honestly, I'm gifted because I got Mikey in my life because he was like, like I said, he's the little brother I never wanted, but that I've always needed. And uh, as much as I put perspective in his life, all the shit wild and shit that he tells me, he puts perspective in my life as well. That's beautiful. Bro. Yeah, I love Mikey. Not to toot his horn at all, bro. His head is probably this big. But that that is beautiful, and and the fact that you acknowledge that, and that he knows that you acknowledge him, and that's one of the biggest things. I want like, him to succeed, like dude. Like if I'm making money right now, like I'm only looking at like, shit, Mike. I can't wait till you make money because once we both make money, <laughs> <laughs> then, we, then we all make it, bro. But, hey, there will be hints, yeah. <laughs> but. It, it it only takes that one person to believe in you for you to believe in yourself. A hundred percent. That's exactly why I do what I do. Um, I'm not here to become the top podcaster, the top fucking entrepreneur, the top this. That's what everybody's trying to do. Yeah. That's what everybody's goal and mission is. My goal, my mission is to influence, impact, and motivate. That's it. I don't want a thousand to a million followers. I don't want exposure and everything. All I want is for people to know that, goddamn, when I listen to Brian, I understand. I get him. That's it. And 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 then he helps me become better. That's it, bro. The money, the fame. Everything goes. Is, I can get is, the money on yeah. my own. Yeah. I've never, ever in my life wanted fame. I just want success. 100% down, I told my mom, look, at the end of the day, everything that I do isn't for fame, it's for success. So at the end of the day, well, all my boys are getting shot out, Sebi, Rossi, Sassolini, that they're the artists and they're the most popping people. I'm happy, bro. I'm so stoked. I know that I'm the person right behind it all, putting it together, and I'm okay with that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I know my worth, I know my accomplishments, and I know the reason why I do what I do. I feel like in this world, we need a lot more people that show the way instead of clout the way. That's it. I honestly think that like this world is meant to help each other instead of show each other. And right now, I feel in our generation, we're showing each other who is the man when we could be teaching each other how to be the man. My life goal, everything that I do, and thankful the real estate, I just want to help young men 
become the best version of themselves. And even more, if you're a dad and you're a young dad, I want to help you build a fucking bulletproof fucking financial house for yourself because that's what I'm trying to do. I want to make sure my son, Santiago, is good for the rest of his life. Whether he fucks it up or not after that, that's his problem. <laughs> yeah, that's his problem, problem. <laughs> but at least I set it up, bro. And that's like one thing that I fucking will die doing. Being real for my son. Oh, honestly, before we before we get done, today was the day that I decided to get the energy back on oh, road, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Today is the day that I decided to say, you know what, no more. Today is the day that I decided that the energy comes up and bees more. Today, bro, I talked to a videographer, which I never thought I was ever going to do in my life. Shouts out, Mikey, my boy, put me on, right? And um, the persons that I bring on when I do work, bro, when I bring into my ecosystem, the ways that I do fucking what I do is people that I believe in and that I love. Mikey, I fucking hate that guy, <laughs> but I believe in him so damn much. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's my, little, that's my little brother, bro. Like, And I see that like with, uh, that's my boy. But at the end of the day, I would always tell Mike, hey, Mike, I'm going to get the podcast started. I'm going to get the podcast started. I'm going to get the podcast started. And I, he started looking at me like, bro, like, when are you going to get the podcast started? I want to start podcasting. And I said, all right, fuck it. I think that's Let's a sign. Do it. He put me on his boy. Shout out, Josh. Nobody knows who he is yet. But he was my videographer for Chula Juana. I was the MC. I was the host of the whole event. Shouts out, Jay Worthy. Shouts out, fucking um, Maiden Teo. Shouts out, Rossi Rock. Shouts out, Sebi OG. And Josh showed up, videotaped the whole thing said, hey, what it is that you want, I could get you the video in this format, I could get you this. I was like, what the hell? Like, dude, so then I was courage, I was like confident enough to message him on Sunday. I was like, hey, bro, I want to start a podcast. Do you think you'd be a part of it? You'd want to be a part of it? He's like, bro, I'd be so down. Like, what the he came in today, bro, and I told him, look, for me, bro, like, I don't, like, I'd stick to my role, which is the part of speaking in front of the camera. If you could stick to your role being behind the camera, then we're going to be great. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. Mikey doesn't know that I'm, I want that photo to be my co-host. We just have to build it up to be there. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to, this, to today's podcast. Hey, my name is Brian Anderos. Thank you so much for having me on the Viva Con Huelos podcast. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for At coming. At Brian Lens Money, send me a message. I'm not a dick. I actually love to connect <laughs> and reply back to a whole bunch of he, DMs. He really does. Bro. I really do. Like, honestly, yeah. like, my thing is connecting with people. My gift in life is understanding people. So uh, I will reply if you send me a message. He will. Thank you so much, Mario, for having me over, brother. I believe in Viva Con Huevos 111%, baby. I'm here from the beginning, and I'll be here till the end. The doors are always open. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Viva Con Huevos. Follow, subscribe, anything. Subscribe, give your life, and just give it all away. And remember... At the end of the day, the only things that you regret is the things that you didn't do. Vive con huevos. That's the fucking pod. Shh. Love you guys. Oh, fuck that. <laughs>
¿Estás listo para convertir tus mejores ideas en un negocio en línea exitoso? Te presentamos Shopify. Tal vez no lo sabías, pero nuestro podcast More Than Mammies es un negocio y lo empezamos, por supuesto, para desahogarnos y hablar sobre la maternidad, no para convertirnos en expertas de ventas y del e-commerce. Así que sí, necesitábamos ayuda para vender nuestro merch y poner en marcha nuestra tienda. ¿Y cómo suena con Shopify? Llegó otra venta. Shopify es la plataforma de comercio que está revolucionando millones de negocios en todo el mundo. Ya seas un emprendedor desde tu casa o desde donde sea, Shopify es la única herramienta que necesitas para iniciar, administrar y hacer crecer tu negocio sin dificultades. Con Shopify puedo gestionar pedidos, envíos y pagos desde cualquier lugar, brindándote toda la información y estadísticas de tus ventas al detalle. Regístrate para un periodo de prueba con tan solo un dólar al mes en shopify.com barra sonoro. Todo en minutos. Ve a Shopify.com barra sonoro para llevar tu negocio al siguiente nivel. Shopify.com barra sonoro. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.